Hello and welcome to another episode of Hat Collecting with uh, me, your host Lacey Artemis, and I am joined today by my guest, a flower, who is a musician, a sex worker, an activist, and an all-around brilliant person in my experience. Uh, I've known them for uh, a few years now, and I'm always impressed with what they're up to, so I'm really looking forward to this particular episode. How are you doing today, Flower? Uh, I'm having a good day, actually. Uh, I just finished installing the uh, uh, a lift in my in my van, awesome. uh, like a wheelchair lift, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can get around easier. Yeah, totally. Um, I well, so well. I guess we'll get into this a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But actually, no, I'll do it right now. Why not? Before I forget. Um, so how how does that process work? Because I've seen vehicles with lifts in them before, but like I kind of assumed that they were pre-bought um, like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like usually that happens, but okay. uh, I I'm great, and uh, I I bought a a Sprinter cargo van. And when you buy, like, a cargo van with, like, standing room, you actually can just buy the lifts on Kijiji Hmm. and bolt them into the back. Uh, So, like, I obviously had to, like, get, you know, some specialized hardware to make sure it wouldn't corrode or interfere with the the truck. Mm -hmm. But, but, uh, you know, I I bolted it in and then wired it around. Uh, I had to drill some holes along the sidewall. Uh, But now it's... So the wires are all in the wall. Lift is operational. That took quite a while. Mm-hmm. So um, out of curiosity, uh, so as our viewers might have gathered by the the fact of you installing a wheelchair lift in your van, you, uh, you are a disabled person. Um, yes. So I guess I'm just curious as I'm thinking about it. So, okay, it makes sense that you get your wheelchair into the van. Like you do have some mobility. It's just, it's very yeah, I can Yeah, I can drive fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with like my muscles. Uh, it's it's all about like my connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm a niche case, and I had to really like forge my own way here. Where mm-hmm. like it's not too often that someone both like can't get into their van and can drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm one of the very lucky disabled people to have uh, gotten a driver's license uh, before I. I became uh, too uh, strongly impaired in terms of mobility. Mm-hmm. At what at what point? Like, obviously, you've had the the like connective tissue issue, connective tissue issue, <laughs> um, for like presumably your whole life. But is is there kind of a certain age at which point it like really started to like? Uh, yeah, yeah. E- EDS, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, mm-hmm. usually starts really messing you up uh, in, like, uh, late teens, early 20s. It's usually found in, like, um, like childhood, but it's usually not diagnosed until, like, like late 40s. Uh, mm. Just because of, like, um, if you aren't able to, like, advocate for yourself very, very loudly, it's incredibly difficult to get a rare di- rare disorder diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a lot of people, you know, receive, like, a diagnosis of, like, general joint laxity and mm-hmm. uh, various other things, but won't won't uh, get any diagnosis or treatment until they're quite old. I'm, I was quite lucky to get a diagnosis at 23, but that, that required, like, a very good doctor and a lot of self-advocacy. 
Yeah, from what I, uh, again, I, I know these things already, but the, the audience doesn't. Like, I know you've had to do a lot of self-advocacy, and, um, like, through you, like, I mean, it must be frustrating, but, like, it's also been, like, I've gotten to learn vicariously through you of, like, a lot of things that people just never think about or never have to experience. Yeah, yeah, like, like the fact that, like, uh, if a building catches fire, all the elevators turn off. That means I also catch fire. Mm, that's um, so, so like it's 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 one of those it's one of those things that people don't like to think about in New York they've already like ban they've already like banned that rule uh mm. post nine eleven because of all the lives that could have been saved by operating the elevators during the fire mm. um uh and like disability rights advocates uh one have won like a lot of huge uh, wins in the United States that we like just haven't even come close to here. Like in the United States, it's like mandatory to have uh, like mobility scooters at every store uh, that's like over a certain size or whatever. Hmm. Uh, here, there's no such thing. Um, and 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 you know another example is that like in in the province of Ontario most building elevators shut off if there's a fire that means that if i'm at a, at the top floor of a building that catches fire my options are to burn alive or to throw myself down the stairs um which isn't helpful because a lot of people say well like can't you just like crawl out well like yes but i can't get my wheelchair down the stairs what do i do when i get to the bottom of the building you know, like <laughs> it's it, it's like I I don't have the luxury of just like you no know, it's it's a part of my body it's like my legs I don't have the luxury of like people people are just like why don't you just leave your legs at the top of the stairs and toss yourself down and I'm like that sounds silly but I guess it makes some sense to people who don't really understand like what wheelchairs are and how they work. Um, yeah, I um I have a like not not the same experience certainly, but uh I've had a like my knees have been kind of wonky for about a decade and and every so often they'll just kind of act up. So I recently invested in uh not like a not like the knee braces that I know that you have, but like something more, something a little bit lower level, but it uh it makes it makes a difference on the days when I'm kind of just like, okay, this is this is rough going here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of bracing. Uh, uh, there's like a lot of bad, there's a lot of advice out there on like the side of like, uh, that like bracing exacerbates problems, but like, it's really case specific. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you should really just, you should really make that up for your own specific case, make up your mind on that. I mean, yeah, well, I will say in, in my experience, um, for anyone who might be having some like low to moderate, uh, or intermittent mobility issues, kind of like me. I was using one of those like uh, like drugstore, uh, just like elastic uh, material uh, braces for a while, and it's better than nothing. But it really wasn't that great. So I actually yeah. went out of my way and invested. I think I spent about a yeah. There's bucks. like a mid level. There's like yeah. a you know like where you can get like like quote unquote cheap uh, rigid braces. Yeah, yeah. I got sure, one of those really and. It, it was definitely worth the investment. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have dropped like like five k on knee braces and like five k on elbow braces if I weren't on ODSP. Mm -hmm. um, coincidentally, I paid zero dollars. So thank you, Canada. Awesome. 
Um, so what other projects, if any, are you currently working on? Um, well, like I've really been trying to like, uh, with the way my disability is, is like, I'm, I'm like getting worse kind of fast, kind of slowly, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know where I'll end up in terms of mobility. So I've really been trying to focus these years and this energy that I do have on making it so that when things do get worse, uh, it'll be easy. Like, you know, I, 10 years from now, I probably couldn't have like installed a wheelchair lift. Um, but 10 years from now, I'll certainly be using one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where like, that's where a lot of my energy has been focused. Um, uh, I soft modded a PS2. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but I've, I've, oh, currently I've been, um, on, on my continuing journey, uh, to, uh, become a doctor. I've, uh, I've been practicing suturing. Oh, nice. Um, I do have like, uh, like quite a bit of like medical knowledge, but like mm-hmm. not like very little of it is academic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly like in person from like treating people, uh, who, who had come to get patched up by my mom out in the bush, in Northern Ontario. Hmm. So what, what have you been practicing on to practice the suturing? This medical <laughs> suture practice kit. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> there's, I didn't there, even know such a thing would exist, but that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there's like, there's like the, there's like this fleshy silicone pad. Um, mm. I'll just, I'll just get it. You know, it's on my desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, see. Hmm. You can yeah. kind of make out the shapes there of like, uh, and they simulate different like lacerations and different types of wounds. Hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's really cool. Like I, I think if I had more time and more energy, I would, I would certainly be doing more than I'm currently doing. I'm actually fairly focused right now for, for my terms, but like just talking to anyone else who also has like varied interests and is kind of doing a bunch of different things. Just like, it's just fascinating. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have so many things. Um, so, yeah. So the, uh, the next question uh, might be a little bit different for you. Um, when you were younger, what did you, do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Uh, I'm so boring. I like, I wanted to be a doctor when I was, okay. <laughs> so like, because, um, my my mom was a nurse, uh, a retired nurse. So when people would, uh, whenever anybody would like get hurt non fatally uh, in the neighborhood, they'd come to my mom's house, and so she like taught me how to like patch people up and everything. And I've I've always been interested in like mending and fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know I do like electronics repair and I do like, um, you know software repair and that kind of thing. But uh, I, I have, like, a very steady hand, and I think that my skills would be, like, well applied to medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I just, I have this drive to, like, put things back together, you know? I get that for sure. Um, that's kind of, I, I can understand that because one of my current but, like, longer term goals and plans is, uh, like, I want to learn a lot of skills related to 
survivalism not in the, like the prepper sense but just in the like being self-sufficient and like when society collapses like i don't want to be yeah you know screwed so i want to i want to learn how to sew and i want to learn like basic like um like first aid and i want to yeah. learn how to grow my own food and fix electronics and things like that i want to learn all of those yeah. things and hopefully i will eventually <laughs> Yeah, I'm lucky to have, like, grown up in a place that's, like, remote enough where that kind of knowledge is, like, semi-mandatory. Mm -hmm. um, like, at least to some degree, you know, like, you know, like, any given person, like, knows, knows like, something about cars. Any given person knows, like, something about electronics. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, like, it's hard to run into somebody who, like, couldn't, you know, like, hash it for a week without tech. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I I, f I feel old. I re I remember when you could only get oranges at Christmas. That's how remote the place I was in. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say. <laughs> wait a minute. What? <laughs> um, um, yeah. Huh. Um. Again, yeah. So the next question is like, you know, when when did you get started? And like, I know how old you are now. The viewers don't, but um. Like I think you you must have had a very like kind of weird winding path from from there yes. to here. Uh well like I'm 23. Uh and well like to me all of the things I do are related but mm -hmm. from I know from the outside they all seem very different. Cuz my main things are you know like I repair electronics and I study up on medicine and I do sex work. Mm -hmm. Um but I I see them all as like forms of mending. You know, mm. like sex, like with sex work, um, I like to see it as a sort of like mending of the soul. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, I started out learning about with with medicine from my mom and my dad and like all my like my dad and my dad's dad, and my dad's dad's dad and my dad's 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 dad have all been sparkies. They've all been electricians. Okay. Uh, same with my uncle and his brother. And then the <laughs> and so it runs in the family and i learned how to solder you know before i was eight um so and and i've always liked you know like fixing things putting them back together mending and mm -hmm. uh i i thought that i could do computer science because i got talked out of going into medicine because i was told that i'd be too emotional mm -hmm. um and then but I, I dropped out of comp sci um, because of health issues. But that, that honestly helped me. It helped me realize that, like, um, that I can help people and help, like, bend people through sex work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I started out as, like, a, like a professional cuddler <laughs> um, and, and got on to, like, you know, like, more, more proper, like, escorting and that sort of thing. Um, but, but I, I always see what I do is like, you know, like everyone needs hugs. Everyone needs a snuggle, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like, and it's, it's a service that you can buy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and, and I like providing it. I like mm -hmm. providing people with like, um, you know, real genuine interest someone that'll like listen to them someone that'll like take care of them however short 
Yeah, that that's really needed. Unfortunately, in our in our society, as I know you know, that uh, just the way that our society is built, it's it's not built. It doesn't encourage connection. It doesn't encourage like vulnerability and intimacy. It kind of encourages people to like harden up and like withdraw and just tough it out. And that's not good for most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I have I have a lot of respect for my for my patrons. I have a lot of respect for like people that will will take that leap and say like i'm not getting what i need to out of life or like maybe i just want to try something new um Mm. and and like because like they're seeking out help when they need it and i think that that takes like a lot of strength because our society seems to like paint like particularly like men who seek out sex workers as like weak you know like that the they like couldn't get it in their yeah. own life. But a lot of the time they're just too busy. Like, you know, like I see men that have like six jobs and have no time. I, I see, you know, women that have been come like so far engrossed in their work that they just like, they have no time to mm-hmm. form those kinds of connections in a more organic kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people who, who make that leap. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I, I totally agree. And I, uh, like, I, I, I totally, like, even before I knew you, I supported sex workers. And like, I mean, I used to, unfortunately, I used to have a more regressive view of that, but I came around and, um, it's just, I think it's like kind of the puritanical kind of vibes that, that kind of dominate society. That's why a lot of people end up looking down at sex workers and not seeing the the value that they're they're providing yeah yeah and and like uh and and there's opposition from like the feminist side too yeah uh there's there's people who you know claim to be feminists who are like who will tell you that it's it's exploitative Mm -hmm. um which and specifically that it's like exploitative of men, which I, I have women clients. <laughs> so, so that's already silly. Um, but it's, it's, um, no, I'm, I'm an independent worker. I'm a member of the IWW. Uh, so I'm, I'm a union member and uh, I know I pay my taxes like anyone else. I, I go to work like anyone else. Uh, and I really don't think I'm any more exploited than anyone else. In fact, I'm self-employed. So I'm actually a lot less exploited than the average grocery worker. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so this ties in somewhat to the, the next question on our, our set. I'm going through these a little bit quicker, but I, we're also having some really good uh, good discussion. And we can talk more in the bonus episode. We can dig down a little bit more. But um, how has... Um, how has mental health uh, played into all the things that you've done and how have you uh, worked through that to continue doing what you do? Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) I I have, that's, that's a Pandora's box. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, all right, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to get, I'll try to draw the list out of my brain. Um, well, I, I suppose the one that impacts my life the most is probably PTSD. Um, I have very severe PTSD from like, but it, it's not that kind of interview. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and uh, I also have borderline personality disorder. And as a result of having both of those, I also have psychosis. So I have like uh, 
fairly regular um, breaks with reality, um, which are often accompanied by like self-harm, but not always. Mm-hmm. Often accompanied by like screaming, but not always. Um, I have almost constant visual and auditory hallucinations, like things like look wiggly, things like uh, it's kind of like being on acid, but all the time. And uh, I have DID, dissociative identity disorder. So like my personality is like split into different parts. Um, uh, They all have like names and personalities and likes and dislikes and they actually use different pronouns. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's kind of, uh, I, I didn't, I don't think I knew that part about you until maybe within the last year, because I don't think it had ever come up. And then you did a post about it on Facebook and it's like, oh, I mean, that's, that's really good for me to know. And yeah, um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's something that, um, like I just learned that there's actually another term for not uh, DID is the, I guess the medical term, but there's yeah. uh, plurals is another term. Yeah. For plural, it. plural is a good yeah. term. Uh, it's, it's a good term that it doesn't have the kind of like medicalization behind it mm-hmm. um uh yeah. within the community we typically like refer to ourselves as systems okay uh, yeah. as in in the sense that like uh in the sense that we're like composed of parts that like work to work to create a whole mm-hmm. um and yeah i like plural <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's another one that I I only just became aware of very recently. But I mean I'm I'm I want to know these terms um, so that I can you know use the right terms and be respectful and um, it also it helps empathize better. Not that I wouldn't already, but um, and I think that I just want to to make a comment of my own here that um, I, I as I said I knew you already, so I knew about a lot of these mental health struggles that you've had and to still hear you be so empathetic and so like gentle and sensitive. Like I think a lot of people, if they heard like, Oh, I have regular psychotic breaks. They think like, Oh, this person, I don't want to be anywhere near them. It's like, no flowers are really amazing person. And, um, so I, 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 that's part of why I wanted to actually have you on because I wanted to kind of bring some awareness to this stuff and, um, show people an, another face that they might not have considered. Yeah. Because uh, um, I know that we also share uh, neurodiversity as well. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. ADHD, autism, in my yeah. case. Yeah. I, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm diagnosed with one, but not formally the other. <laughs> um, Same. Yeah. Because, uh, like, it cost money to get an autism diagnosis, and an ADHD diagnosis was free. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I know for myself, I kind of commented before that, that those, those aspects of the way that I'm wired is part of why I am the way I am and what I do. And, uh, I think I'd be very boring (laughs) without that. Um, but of course it, it certainly comes with its own challenges. Uh, yeah, certainly like, like, um, trying to live without psychosis would be like being kicked off the TARDIS. You know, like I, I can't, you know, like you can't, you can't like see impossible things and go to impossible worlds and travel through time and then go back to your job at the shoe store and not want to die. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like living in a movie or a play, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's scary at times, but, uh, you know, I, I try to have fun with it. Uh, one mm-hmm. of, one of the best coping mechanisms that I have is like, 
the the hallucinations are going to happen whether I like them or not, but I can turn them into something positive or I can turn them into something negative and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'll, you know, if, if I, if I'm feeling extra hallucinatory, you know, I'll try to make it kittens, yeah, <laughs> you know, instead of like a Rottweiler. So, so you can control that to some extent? Well, I can't control it, but I can affect my mood. Okay. And my mood sort of determines uh, the framework on which everything happens. Because, like, there's, there's, like, a root to all uh, hallucinations, right? Like, there's, there's typically, like, a seed of mm-hmm. reality that then grows out on a tangent that's separate from what's real. So you will see, like, you know, like a picture of a rabbit over here uh, without, like, but only, like, but not really register that you saw the rabbit over there. And then suddenly you can hear a rabbit in the other room. Okay. Um, Interesting. And and then it'll just run with that. And then, you know, you chase the rabbit and then all this shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I suppose I will... Uh... I don't know if I should say this here, but I guess why not? I somewhat recently had my first ever experience with an actual an actual psychedelic experience, and um, it was like it's kind of this thing of like I've seen the depictions in TV and movies and and like in books, like in pictures and books and stuff, and to then actually have it yourself and be like, oh, now I yeah I, I get where this comes from, and it was like. Fortunately, it was good. It was positive experience, but uh, I, I know that some people like you can have bad trips, and uh, yeah. eventually, I'm probably going to experience. Yeah, like I those. said, the biggest thing is Moog. Yeah. Uh, when when it comes to like uh, detaching from reality, there's always like a seed at the mm-hmm. point where you like detach. So if you make yourself in a good mood before you get high, then the chances of like bad things happening during the high are actually pretty low. But if you're someone with, like, chronic anxiety or someone who, like, always, like, is thinking, like, uh, you know, having negative self-talk, um, then, you know, that negative self-talk might manifest in the, like, it might take physical form and you might see, like, a human that isn't there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our last question here, we're doing pretty good on time, um, but... Uh, I, I think from what I know that you, you have a bit more of a varied uh, schedule as far as time-wise because I, like, I, I am a very uh, consistent morning person, but um, uh, how, how about you? Do, you? do you have somewhat of a regular schedule or not really? <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> honestly, yes. Uh, so like as a result of disability, I've turned into an old man. Um, I essentially, I essentially wake up at about the same time every day, uh, and I'm in bed by eight. Hmm. So, (laughs) um, I'm, I'm, I'm often either asleep by like eight or 10 PM, uh, is about as far as I can go. And that's because I usually get up between eight and 10 AM Mm -hmm. and my Adderall lasts 12 hours. And then, uh, I, uh, I go, I, I crash because my my body just like can't keep me awake without the without the stimulant because of just the amount of like pain and everything yeah uh i can relate to that in the sense like with with my brain like it's it's constantly going no matter what really and so um that's yeah when whenever i do like i have medication i don't 
take it very often because it's like a not a, a, ne a, a um, it's not absolutely necessary. It's just helpful. If I'm like, if I wake up one day and I'm just like, wow, I really slept terribly. I just, I'm not going to get through this day without some kind of help. And I take it then. And it's the way I describe it to people is it just, my brain's constantly going anyways. It's constantly using up energy. And then the medication just provides like not an infinite well, but like for, you know, 10 hours or 12 hours, it, it provides extra fuel so that I don't, you know, run myself into the ground by midday. Um, yeah, kind of sounds a bit similar there, but yeah, I'm the same kind of way. I'm usually about seven a.m. to about nine or ten p.m. myself most days. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I'm up later, but not usually. Yeah. Um, well, we're actually doing pretty well on time here, and I'm like, hmm, should I just uh, go a little bit longer, or should I? I probably should actually, you know, so I don't have to do as much editing. I can just wrap this one up and we can hop into the bonus. There's actually a bunch of stuff I want to want to ask you more about. And um, so, yeah, probably better to do that in the bonus episode. Give her. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got time now for you to, to plug yourself, anything that you want to plug. Um, uh, well, <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to some awesome music with terrible singing, you can check out my, my YouTube channel, Beautifully Autistic. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to see uh, something a little bit less depressing, then uh, although I do have some comedy songs, but <laughs> but if you if you'd like to see, uh, I, have, I have a Twitch too. Um, uh, so that's Flower Genius. I'm Flower Genius on all platforms. So that's just like Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash like Flower Genius. Um, are you are you still on uh, like uh, Twitter, Instagram at all? Uh, I am. Uh, there's my, my sex work Twitter is, uh, flower, flower genius, OTJ, flower genius on the job. Uh, and my personal Twitter is, uh, flower genius IRL, which is flower genius in real life. Uh, because, uh, flower genius was taken. It's actually some unfortunate botanist. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope they aren't getting all my hate mail. Also, uh, I'd like to do another plug. Um, uh, Anybody who's like interested should check out Artists for Black Lives Matter Sudbury, where you can get uh, an art commission, and uh, most of the money will go towards uh, uh, Black Lives Matter Sudbury and uh, you no know, community-led uh, organizations that like actually help people. Uh, if you just like, if you've been feeling like uh, you're not doing enough, you can do that and get a funky piece of art out of it. But but yeah, yeah, beautifully autistic for music and uh, it's uh, flower genius on everything else. Okay, uh, yeah, I will. Uh, what I do is I'll add like a little overlay on the screen, post and put the the links and up there Patreon. Ah yes, uh, so Patreon slash flower genius. It's actually patreon.com slash beautifully autistic. Ah okay, <laughs> um, I will make note of that. Cool. Um, yeah. Oh, and you can find some comics that I made on my on my Patreon for free. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's good to have a mixture of uh, some some free stuff and some paid stuff. I've been kind of bad for that myself. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, at this point we can do our sign off, which uh, I've kind of decided to just put on a hat and wave goodbye. Essentially, <laughs> it seems like until I come up with something better. So, um, yeah, I. Uh, I wanted to see what your hat was first because I've got two that I could wear. Okay, so that's that. <laughs> um, yeah, I... 
It's actually an Avro aircraft hat. Okay. So, yeah. The problem is with these headphones, I can't really, like, put... Actually, if I hold my head a certain way, I can. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... That looks really awkward, but I kind of like it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks a bit I, like a I, I, I do like it, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah like I, it's like I have galaxy brain. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, you look like a cartoon character. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for watching this episode of... Uh, hat collecting i forgot the name of my own show for a second um and yeah we're gonna record the bonus episode now which you'll be able to find on my patreon which is uh, patreon.com slash artemis creates and uh, i hope that you will tune in for that and we will continue the conversation and dig in deeper on some stuff and i'm looking forward to that uh so i hope you are too with that right. said uh yes goodbye for now and until next time bye